0: We are bellowing up to the bar today. The signs are open. We're open. We've got an interesting guest with us tonight. He is a adventurer, entrepreneur, half superhero, uh, spends his days telling generals what to do, <laughs> uh, and is willing to sit down and hang out with us at the bar. We have with us today... The entrepreneur. I'm, I'm calling you an entrepreneur because that's what you are. You're an entrepreneur. That's perfect. The entrepreneur himself. Mr. Taylor Cole. <laughs> Look at that. You got your first of the day. Yeah, that what was you, great. You know, <laughs> we, we do our best to get to get it out there. Brother, welcome uh, to the bar. We love having you here. Uh, how Now, where are you at right now? Because I see a skit, a sled in the background.
1: Yeah, I'm up in Crestline, California. I would have been outside, except it's starting to get dark, so it's mountains over here. Oh, so you're up in, is that like, uh, what do they call
0: that, the Green Valley? Is that up in that way?
1: No, it's near Riverside, uh, Inland Empire, except uh, it's oh. up in the San Bernardino Forest. And uh, yeah, I love it up here. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, we get we get to go sledding most days, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, you guys just had like the biggest, what was
0: it, uh, Lake Tahoe yeah. had like the biggest snowfall in like 50 years or something like that?
1: yeah they did we we got maybe eight inches two weeks ago and it really disturbed a bunch of stuff but we'll, we'll be getting a couple probably four feet every year something that's about not that bad. no it's but, not too bad
0: no nah, you you know it's that's east coast we're i'm up in albany so you know we're we're in those same that same realm before it's all over with we'll we'll have some crazy freak storm that dumps 25 inches of snow and we're all going this is bullshit yeah. This is,
1: yeah, cool. that was me in Rhode Island, you know, right up there against Quidnick Bay. And yeah, we just got slammed for a while and no school. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Just stay at home.
0: <laughs> well, that's a whole nother thing with no school. I really thought that my kids uh, were going to end up this year with like no snow days. And we're going to get into doing the housekeeping here in a minute, <laughs> folks. But uh, I really thought we were going to have like no snow days because they figured out that these kids could do snow days remote. And then the teachers are like, nah. Not like I'm in my eternal senior year. I still think all I think all teachers are in their eternal senior year, but that's a that's a whole other subject where I get dirty looks for it.
1: But,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's me. So before we get into it, folks, as always, we got to do a little bit of housekeeping. So the first thing for today, uh, our prior guest and big supporter, Mr. Doug Smythe of Phoenix Shaving, went and sent us an, a sticker this, this time around, his Bay Rum Classico. Uh we we were just talking beforehand, Taylor and I, uh, if you haven't listened to our episode, it's an earlier episode. I don't even know what the number is on it, that when uh, Doug was on and he talks his, con- his theory on why Gillette added blades and everything, go listen to that. It is mind boggling. And then when you realize that it's one of the few conspiracies you will ever hear where you're like, oh, oh no, that that really makes a lot of sense. Like, no, that's marketing. That's that all makes perfect sense. Like you need an extra blade on there. It's, it's phenomenal. And I'm a big Bay rum fan. I love that smell. Um, and his stuff, especially for those of us with beards. Um, you would think a guy who owns a shaving club wouldn't have like great beard stuff, but he has phenomenal beard stuff, uh, men's grooming. So make sure you check out Doug. We're going to put the sticker up here on, uh, on the board. The other thing is, is as always, if your media is looking for that upgrade, uh, you like my palm tree? Thank you, Cody. I haven't seen you in a while. Miss Cody liking the palm trees on my shirt. My wife always picks out the best shirts for me. Um, but if your media needs an upgrade, and Taylor will even tell you because Taylor knows all about this, you need to reach out to uh Dibble and check out Media by Dibs. You mentioned belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a ten percent discount on your first order from him and a free consultation. Once again, that's Media by Dibs. Your, your opportunity for anything you need. I don't care what it is, whether you've got a podcast, whether you've got uh, a company you're starting, whatever it is you're doing, if you're ready for a logo, you're ready for your media to be upgraded, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. That's at Media by Dibs on all your social media platforms. Or if you're on LinkedIn, it's Andrew D, Andrew Dibble, D-I-B-B-L-E. All right, now it's our turn, Taylor. All the All the house yeah, cleaning is done. So why don't you tell everyone, like I gave a lot of like, Background on you. So, when you when you describe yourself to someone or you introduce yourself to someone, how do you normally introduce yourself other than "Hi, my name's Taylor"?
1: <laughs> it's uh, it just depends. Like I, I've always my entire life enjoyed being on the two farthest extremes. You know, like uh, I like to. A, a good example I give. You know, I graduated valedictorian in high school, but then I had sixty hours community service. So I. <laughs> i I like (laughs) you know i went to the naval academy but i dropped out you know i just i i i really like just being on both sides so it depends i'm a good listener i'm a good um um you know um i I like to read crowds i like to understand who i'm talking to and then i play it you know one way or the other and it's never it's never off from who i am but it's it could be anywhere you know i could be talking about just most most topics
0: (laughs) well that's the thing like when and I'll give the, the story that it was explained to me. Dibs inter- says, hey, you got to talk to this guy, Taylor. I'm like, OK. And, and real quick, Cody, we were we all saw the pictures of your car off in the ditch. I've never smiled that much when anything has happened to me like that. And she was very happy. and We're glad you are safe. Uh, she <laughs> yeah. ran a car right off into a ditch on the, one of the first icy days. Uh, but yeah, so Dibs is like, Murph, you got to talk to this guy. He's been on the show Wipeout which I definitely want to hear about. <laughs> um he does base jumping jumping and if, for those of you that don't know what base jumping is that's basically kind of like uh standing on uh standing on a cliff or on the side of a building and I feel like it was big in like the late 90s early 2000s where you would see videos of guys like jumping off of a building flicking a parachute mm-hmm. out And seeing if they could hit the ground and jump into a car before the police arrested them. Yep. Does that sound about right? That's pretty much right. (laughs) Uh, You know, he's like, the guy does all this. And then he briefs generals on how to find or how to detect where IEDs are at. Yeah,
1: you got to do both.
0: (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, what? Say this. I'm like, say this again. Explain this to me one more time. And he explains it to me one more time. And if you know Dibs, he gets creative. He's like, he might even base jump naked, but I'm not sure. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't. Do you think? Yep. I was like, wait, you have? Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought Dibs was making that shit up. No, so he's not know. even telling half the story. So, yeah, I used to run these parties out in uh, Riverside for I don't know ten years that uh, were called Mustache Boogies, and so we took a cliff, 180 foot cliff, and. I started bringing out a a kiddie pool and we'd fill it up It started off a pretty small kiddie pool. And then it ended up being a, you know, 2,500 gallon pool. I'd, 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 I'd work with the city on, uh, you know, why I needed a water truck and how I was getting the water out there. And, and um, and then all of a sudden we'd have a party and I had to hire a midget, you know, a friend of mine, you know, to, to come out and, and be our judge. And some days he'd be grumpy and I'd pay him less. And other days he'd be cheerful and I'd pay him more. And, and uh, we'd figure out how to have a contest where you have to land in the kiddie pool. You have to land on the slip and slide, take out the bowling pins, and you're graded on how, how cool you do it and, and what you're doing. And so it just – it gets crazy. You get bonus points for being naked. You for sure get points for wearing a cutoff flannel shirt um, and a mustache. And you get bonus points for wearing a Speedo. You get bonus points for a lot of different things. Beer helmet. But, uh, yeah.
0: I will have to introduce you to my buddies <laughs> at Talking Beards. So they're they're all competitive, uh, they're competitive beard guys. Like, which they're incredible. I have to introduce you to them because I would like to see Scott Sakura base jump naked with this big long beard of his. His beard's like his beard's like two (coughs) feet long, and just see how uh see how that works out for him. This is hilarious! Like, awesome. so, so Dibs wasn't even kidding. Like, I honestly thought he was full of shit. I w- he was just like trying to over exaggerate. No, he's probably under
1: exaggerating. It's—it's been oh a—it's been a crazy go. <laughs> oh yeah, he mentions naked versus naked. This is a rule that I had for a long time. So, yeah, if you go naked, N-A-K-E-D, you're looking at fully nude. That means no helmet. That means no boots. No pads. But if you're naked, the way that I pronounce it, being family from West Virginia, and and I just kind of get lazy on the word, that's boots and helmet. So uh, so I have jumped I've jumped naked with the N E K E D quite a bit.
0: Re- and and trying to land into a pool or onto a, pool, a slip and slide
1: or a slip and slide or downtown L A <laughs> or wherever you got, <laughs> wherever you need boots and helmet. Oh.
0: <laughs> Wait a sec. So you've you've naked base jumped in L A like. Are the statue yeah, limitations we, we, up on that? Are we good? I think we're good. Yeah,
1: we're we're good. Yeah, we we have fun just doing what's called getting base. You know, building antenna span earth um, um, as many ways as you can. So there's night base, there's day base. That's actually even harder to do. Um, and then there's chicken base, which means you're walking off of objects that you want to jump on. Um, maybe the winds are bad. Maybe your your uh, your nerves are getting to you. And then there's naked base. So yeah, I've got naked base. I've got that's incredible chicken base. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well hopefully the parachute works and you don't become become chicken stock so
1: no I, I yeah i agree that would not be good at all i need a beer to that one.
0: Oh god that's hilarious so so how do we go from so well let me ask this first does this still go on or, or is that those days behind you
1: it's those are behind me um the they built houses all the way up to the cliff and and we lost ah. it that way but man, we had such good times and, and, um, you know, I'd work with the police and, and I would work with everybody I could to get this, this, you know, 300, 200 person party to go off, you know, all the time. There's a while we were doing them weekly. So oh, it was shit. Just, yeah, you know, uh, people would make big flamethrowers. I have a picture of like a 150 foot flamethrower going in there, a police <laughs> helicopter coming in. Nobody got arrested. You know, we just we just talk our way out of it and and just keep well, going. Well, it sounds so. like you
0: you worked with them, so it, so it wasn't like they didn't know you were there. They didn't know what was going on. It, it wasn't unsupervised. No. They, that's where I think that's where people get themselves in trouble. Is they try to do shit like that and they do it undercover brother style, and people are like, "You didn't invite me," you know. Now yeah. now I have to be mad at you, and now I have to cause problems. So yeah, so we're we're doing this. At, during all this, what I gotta ask about Wipeout because we've all seen the show, it, and for those of you, I gotta say we've all seen it. But if you've never seen Wipeout, it's kind yeah, of you like you have to watch it. You have to watch this. <laughs> it, the best way I would describe it is like the American version, like the watered down American version of a Japanese game show. Mxc. Yes. Yep. And it's and it's the American version where, grown folk, just basically take ass whoopings for like $50 and a McDonald's gift card, you know?
1: Yep. Like it, there's not I got, much I got to $30 it. in gas money. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's exactly, exactly what I got to get second place on that show. Oh. So yeah, well, no, I got, I got invited on because I was flying wingsuits back in 2008 off cliffs and, uh, couple of my videos got out and um so they invited me and then everybody else had to go stand in line at disneyland or all these other places to to get on the show and um yeah so i i uh, um basically uh got on the show wearing a wingsuit and then when i showed up the first day up in in santa clarita um it's funny i was sitting in the back talking to this uh this female contestant and her thing was she uh she walked across the country hitchhiking and eating out of trash cans and so her and i we're friends for a good, I don't know, five years after it. But um, but I was I was sitting wearing these super tiny shorts and one of my mustache boogie shirts, you know, a cut off flannel shirt. And um, the guy um, that owns Simpsons and and Wipeout at yeah. the time, he, he comes in and he's like, there's this guy in the front that's just talking a bunch of shit. And he's like, I'm going to beat you all. Like, like I'm going to take you guys all down. And this guy stands there and he says, hey, you probably should be quiet. Like, I'd be worried about the quiet guy in the back named Taylor. And he goes, "Hey Taylor, you're not wearing that outfit. Hey, get him a wardrobe wardrobe change." Oh, so they didn't <laughs> let you wear it. Nope. <laughs> so they dressed me. <laughs> I guess well, it didn't fit the storyline for me to be like the the ridiculous looking guy. So, oh,
0: that's so great. You have Gianni's saying, "Hey, hey, to you." Oh uh, yeah, that's so great. So so you finish second on Wipeout. Yeah. Uh,
1: Everything and, that hits you is hard. Everything you jump off of is soft. Everything you land on is slippery. Um, everybody ended up in the hospital. Not hospital, in the ambulance.
0: No shit.
1: So, um, yeah, the longer you got in the show, everybody was bursting eardrums. We, we, we told each other, how like, you, whatever. Hold on, we, how
0: are you bursting eardrums?
1: Well, we, we all talked about it before, and we're like, please don't let us have one of those hanging ones. You know, like, if you watch a show enough, you'll realize sometimes they have you hanging from, a, um, like, a ski rope. Right. And it always ends up bad because you have no choice where your body's going. And, and of course, we had that one. So, so when oh. you get taken out hanging from a ski rope, I dislocated an elbow. You end up uh, just hitting the water super hard from 20 feet, you know, totally oh, the wrong direction. I had no it idea. It was brutal, but it, it, I would do it again. It was, it was super fun. I think I could take a beating. <laughs> wow. Oh, God.
0: Here, Nathan's back, folks. Nathan sounds like an idea of a good man. Nathan. You've never seen a plate you didn't like. Don't start with me. <laughs> uh, and Gianni, would you ever do the Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull Challenge? I don't even know no. what that
1: is. What no. is that? What I don't what even stone know cold is? Any, any of those things. I don't want anything to do with. What
0: the hell is somebody send me? Tell me what that is. Yeah, I uh, want to see
1: it too. We need to. We need to. Both I, have see
0: many, that. I have no idea. <laughs> S- stone. Stone Cold. I'm I'm Googling that right now. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull Chest. there's a Broken Skull Session. Also it's a TV show. So, so he has his own skill, maybe. No oh so okay I get it. Uh it says one of the greatest most influential superstars in WWE history Stone Cold uh blah 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 legend talk high lows sports entertainment memories uh road stories. Okay so he it's basically his um he he goes on the road and talks Bobby with
1: teaches wrestling skills.
0: Yeah, he like talks with wrestlers and stuff like that. Uh yeah. I Johnny, I'm a wrestling fan, but I don't I don't know that one. Like I've and never you watched I
1: wrestling
0: fan. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I am. I I you got me here. I have never seen this. What channel is it? But this seems like some sh- uh, bro, it's on the Peacock channel. Like, <laughs> ah, give me a break. Go. Give me a break. Like it's not like this is coming on regular TV. Like this shit's on, on the peacock, on the peacock channel. Oh, it's different. Oh, he says it's different. I have to look it up because because <laughs> the sessions thing sounds really cool. Because I was looking, like he was talking to like one of the Hardy boys, Seth, Seth Rollins. My kids love Seth Rollins, so that's another one. Like you've done all this stuff. Um, have you ever done pro wrestling? I, that's
1: that. I, no. I feel like that's what you're missing. No, right now I'm trying to learn a standing backflip. You know, I'm 41 and uh, I'm pretty broken. You know, I've had a lot of surgeries and whatnot, and so I'm cu- I'm trying to trying to learn to stand backflip. So I'm pretty close. 41 yeah. and still working. Dibs, on that's a right. That's that's Tessa's sled, and we've been crushing that thing. I've awesome. never, never... <laughs> many mini, mini me. <laughs>
0: oh. I have to check that one out. I'll look it up cuz I cuz I like all those those shows. I definitely like yep. all those shows. All those wrestling shows. I'll have to check it out. My my little guy has um an Ultimate Warrior that I got him. Oh,
1: up. that was my favorite. I had the the what was a pillow doll? Yes. Oh, so great.
0: I re- I recently uh Man. sat down and watched the He's
1: probably a wreck now.
0: He's dead. Well, he's
1: dead. Oh, he's dead.
0: Yeah, he died. He, like the day, I think it was the day after his Hall of Fame inductions, he passed away. Wow! And uh, we actually are getting the, that was the WWE Hall of Fame. Here in Albany, it was just signed that we're getting the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame is going to be here in Albany. Um, Nice. And we've had some like very historic matches. And I actually, those guys have been on the show, good buddies with one, with the treasurer for that group. It's it's really, yeah, uh, yeah. Johnny uh, says he passed away seven years ago. I, mm. I knew it was right after his in, inductions. Uh, good job, mm. Tessa. I thought you were gonna die like four times. That's my <laughs> that's kid. That's your do- I was about to say that's yeah. your do- Is she as, is she a wild child like you?
1: Yeah, uh, she learned at nine to ride a unicycle. So she she rides her that's unicycle awesome. everywhere. So yeah, she and she's going paragliding in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, she's she's fun.
0: Are you gonna get it's her one of those maybe. those power unicycles? You know what I'm talking about, the motor. No, cycle, like.
1: Thing? I just love unicycling. I, I own seven of them now, so it's uh, yeah. I just unicycle all the time too. Tall ones, short ones, you know, off-road ones. I've off-road seen the off. Unicycle. The I've now is
0: that the power thing? The the off-road. No, that mine's just
1: mine's just an uh, off-road unicycle, and I take now it all the time out here.
0: See, I could see you now as we're talking. I could see you getting one of those power ones that like. Yeah, everybody asks you.
1: They look pretty cool. They do, and people are hitting huge jumps now. So yeah.
0: I couldn't yeah, stand knows? on a pogo ball. You remember pogo <laughs> balls? Like yeah. I fucking, I just about busted my ass on a pogo ball. I was, I was never that guy.
1: That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: There you go. He wants you to base jump with, with, with the uh, unicycle.
1: Oh yeah. No, I have twice. I think he was, he might've even been there for what? one of them. <laughs> yeah. I what? tried to land on him. Yeah, I, I hate telling these stories because I end up, you know, so, one friend or so, somebody from, from my family watches it gets uh, embarrassed. But, yeah, I had to get stitches in my taint because I sat on the pedal. <laughs> 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 I, I used to tell my friends, I was like, an injury is an injury. It doesn't matter where it happens. Like you don't make oh. fun of somebody because they broke an arm. You oh. know, and, you know, I got stitches in a taint and then eventually we'll get into <laughs> mental health. And it's the same thing. You don't make you don't make fun of people.
0: Oh, uh, oh God! You had to get stitches in your taint. Oh, that's I know. so horrible.
1: I know. Oh, I'm really. I'm luckily the type of guy that can take it, so it's all right. You know, like the oh, you can take the it mockery in the that, well. well, that is yeah, that's true. But I mean, I could take the the laughing from people and the the nonstop oh, bickering and stuff, saying, "Oh yeah." So, so, so
0: so now you're doing all these things, and and, and I want to get into the other side to this, which is like. the education side (laughs) right uh yeah i guess i will mock you have no doubt about it that's my job is to mock people i i i do very well at but so now the other side to it is is (laughs) you're a highly educated man like like i'll be honest with like and i know that's probably uh you know that's a stereotype type statement to say well a guy who's willing to do all these things he has nothing to live for. He's an imbecile. Yeah, you know, if you ask everybody to draw
1: thing? a picture of the guy who you talked to so far, right. everybody would draw the exact same guys. On right. drugs. He lives with his mom.
0: Right. You know, he you know, it looks it would look like the movie Point Break.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it, it would be like a point break type character. And if you don't know what that movie is. I'm
1: probably Amazing. too
0: old of a show for you. I might be too old of a show for you. Or you just need to go watch the movie and then you're you're
1: fine. <laughs> but go watch Point
0: Break. You can even do like the scene in your backyard with your air airsoft gun and be like, oh, no.
1: yeah. he
0: just yeah, shoots that's off a in classic skydiving. It movie. was a
1: horrible cla- skydiving scene, but it's classic and skydiving. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so that's the other side to this is you spend your day and we kind of hinted at it telling generals what to do. Are you? I, and please tell me if I if I'm <clears throat> off base and you can't talk about it. You know, <laughs> no, some secret squirrel fine. level shit. Um, tell people what you do in your regular. What pays the bills for you to be a wild man?
1: Yeah, so the official thing that the Navy allows me to say is I'm the Chief Technology Officer of one of the Navy Labs. You know, in uh, in the United States, which is great um how i got there you know there's been stuff published by the navy on this so i can talk to that um i was running the predictive analysis of human behavior group for the navy for eight years so basically using math to kill capture and kill bad guys um that's how i got to know the police in riverside because i was helping them with cold cases um i was doing a lot of like numbers type stuff but i was running all the numbers people that were doing numbers for the navy so um so i've deployed all over the place um I've spent, uh, I don't even know, 20 months out at National Training Center in Fort Irwin and tents um, as a civilian. Uh, I always wanted to be in the military. So I went to the Naval Academy. I got in, and uh, I was 135 pounds, six foot four when I got into the Naval Academy. So I was like a, a stick.
0: i was five eight i was five seven and a half 127 pounds when i went to boot camp for the marine corps and i thought (laughs) i was little i was like a a
1: stick (laughs) i
0: had to turn you sideways and lost you
1: but yeah i went off and got my uh master's degree in fluid mechanics so uh i wanted to understand uh, how wingsuits flew so um i'm kind of the perfect combination of mathematician and mechanical engineer and um Yeah. So, you know, for, for a long time, I trained every single brigade that ever deployed to war during the years 2006 to 2012. And I trained, uh, I trained their S2s usually how to do predictive pattern analysis, how to, how to, uh, layer their ISR assets in a way that was, uh, was, was good. And, and I I think we did a lot of good, um, a lot of those s2s uh we lost to war like two of them that i know of so it was it was just a crazy time to be working and just trying your best to help and i was out at fort polk a lot i was out at national training center i was out at hodensfeld germany a lot and um yeah just doing our best to train people and then we ended up being on the you know the offensive side of, of course and so um doing a lot of that stuff so yeah it was good times and for those
0: of you who don't know what an S2 is, if you're in the service, we know exactly <laughs> what the S2 is. S2 is your Intel, folks. So when you're thinking, and so you know, most Intel guys are not secret squirrel, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I need Math to go types. Away. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're not- very analytical folks. They, you know, during my first couple of years from 94 through 01, your S2s were the most Boring people who hated their jobs because there wasn't shit going on. The -hmm. biggest thing they did was they had the, they knew the combination to the special safe that was upstairs. And
1: then IEDs (laughs) happened. (laughs) Right.
0: And then, you know, 9 11 happens and these guys are like thrust into the center of everything. None Uh, of the training. I'll have to, you know what? I'm going to throw a name at you. And if you say Murph, I don't know who that is. I'm going to yep. throw a name at you only because you may actually know a Marine that I put in the Marine Corps. You ever heard the name uh, Caleb Sebra?
1: Yes, I am. I, I'd have to give me some time and I'll, I'll come back to you on that. But I recognize the name. I, I think um, I do. He would have spe- spent a lot of
0: his time in Maryland. Um,
1: I would have ran into him at one of the training centers.
0: You absolutely would have like, I just always remember great kid. We still stay in touch with each other on uh, Facebook. I put his brother in the Marine Corps. Um, Great family tried to buy his Camaro. I wish I would have bought his Camaro years ago. Um, But uh, yeah, I I definitely
1: recognize the name. So I I may have, I I remember most of the names that that I I worked with. Great kid.
0: God, he was so, and he was one of these kids. He went to uh, Rochester Institute of Technology. I'll never forget that. I didn't even know where the fuck Rochester was. (laughs) he goes to he goes to rit drops out after his first year comes into my office cuts a 99 on his asvab and goes i want to get into intel we sent him to intel he goes to mead he was stationed out of mead and i just remember him coming to me one day and going gunny i was working they said zebra get your stuff together he got his bags packed he goes I went into BWI. And if, if you've ever been into BWI, that's a oh, busy yeah. airport. I yeah, would put it on that, you know, it's it's not Atlanta, but it's pretty yeah. damn close. Yeah, it's uh, not Atlanta,
1: it was, it's not Fort Worth, but it's it's next level for yeah, sure.
0: You know, he's like, I got into BWI and he goes, next thing I know, I'm walking through BWI with a with my rifle and my bags, and got walked out of a door and onto the tarmac through a to a private plane because it was the CIA that he was going with.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, like, I got the it, civilian expeditionary service medal and the GWAP medal and uh Really? No, it was just it was cool to um to be a civilian. I have two uniforms. I have a Marine uniform and I have an army uniform in my closet and I'm allowed to wear them. And uh I was going to ask you just, did No, they did both say civilian it. and on the rank okay. it, it just says US. And um, the only person, the only people that could wear those uniforms are uh, civilians because I'm a civilian. So, you know, in the war, we got just super gobbledygooked on what is a, you know, people mistakenly call me a contractor all the time. And I am not a contractor. I'm a GS-15 civilian. So it's, you know, it's, um, we have the same rank. We take the same oath, other hand. Um, We just don't have contracts locking us in place. Right. Um, but but then we're the ones that build the systems, build the weapons, build the ships, build the processes. You know, I spent a lot of time out of trade. You know, any time we do something good, we would put it in trade. And then if I can if I could train less people face to face and get more people trained in doctrine. So we would uh, we drove hundreds, if not thousands of pages of doctrine, you know, so that these so that these S2s would end up learning it ahead of time so we could teach them even more advanced stuff. So super you tell me you were my death. You were my death by PowerPoint. Probably, I mean that's the pain of. the <laughs> – Can I cuss? That's the pain of the fucking army. <laughs> oh God, it, uh, that and was and the navy.
0: That sure was on the Country Music Channel. It, it might have been. It might have been.
1: Uh, yeah, no, you're totally right. That's that's painful. Painful.
0: Oh, I I will never forget. Like, I didn't understand what that term meant till I till I was a Marine, and people were like, "Oh shit, it's death by PowerPoint." <laughs> And then you it, it, what's funny is, is this is a very marine thing is once you understand what a PowerPoint presentation is supposed to be, you, you look do back it with when, your eyes closed. Well, then you look back at everyone who's ever given you one and you're yeah. like, you wrote nothing. an entire 15 paragraph order on one slide. Yep. It's supposed to be three to five words. So now we're going to get the, the
1: real fun conversation with Taylor. So I strive to be. I figure the whole world is going down the sheeple path, and not because I'm a uh, conspiracy. Not theorist, left or right or anything. Not left yeah. or right. I don't mean it political, but sheeple. And what I mean is, um, you know, I've done some of this analysis myself, and uh, and um, right now we're basically getting disinformed by the same four group of people and you can imagine them you know china russia yep the republicans the democrats and um and and because because we have so much data that comes into this world there's only a few entities that can look at the data for us the navy can but we don't share you know but you basically have your facebooks and your googles and your twitters and and so they're basically like providing us news and putting us in corners that we stand no chance to get out of i'm in a corner and then and then and then what makes it even worse is they make it so obvious that you should be thinking what you're thinking that the other corners are either idiots or they're out to get america right and either one doesn't work and then on top of that each corner just believes that they're the they're the mass they are the 90 but really they're the 25 percent and you know this is the world we live in so mm-hmm. so what's what what's happening is we're just all behaving the same i mean maybe in four different ways but everybody's just getting so used to just going straight and there's no way around it. So I've told so many friends, go get arrested. Like if I meet someone that is like <laughs> super, super conservative and I mean, non-politically like conservative, like they just wake personally. up, they brush their teeth, they brush their teeth at night. You know, they, they never miss, you know, a beat on like the things you're supposed to do. They've never broken a law. Go get arrested and and just go go start feeling what it's like to be on the other side. I do. I am not a sheep. I, I promise. And I'm not I, on either side of the policy. I, I am not ever going to bring up politics in this conversation. So I'm like center. But it's well, um,
0: it's funny you say that that people are like that. I owe uh, my best friend Ken and I, we were talking about I don't remember how it even came up. And I always reference the Tom Hanks SNL skit where he does uh, Black Jeopardy. Have you ever seen that? No. If you ever get a chance to watch Tom Hanks SNL Black I'll Jeopardy. It is it is so absolutely 110% the truth because as you're watching it there's these great questions that are asked and Tom Hanks is playing like this very Appalachian southern border very uh atypical stereotype of that person. But every question they ask him um, uh, is answered in a way that the other contestants on Black Jeopardy, which are uh, black contestants, answer it and go, yeah, absolutely. And they answer uh, them t- to where it's like like they ask something about the government. He goes, don't never trust the government. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, they ask the question. They're like, what can you do with a skinny girl? He goes, Dude, absolutely nothing. You're nailing it. <laughs> And it was this whole entire thing, and there was a point at the end of it that made it even funnier. Got to go watch it; it's it's pretty hilarious. But it it's always been one of those skits that made me go, "Hey, folks, do you realize that they're you're exactly the same, and they're just finding a way to make you think you're different, but you're exactly the same people?" So that's it. Sounds like a very you're similar. You're frustrated to what at you,
1: the same things every day. You're, absolutely. you're mad at the government for the same things, and you're like, "And I work for the government, you know." So it's like, yeah. It's just, it's, um, you know, I think I always tell people, you know, you look back at other times in history and you say, you say, man, that's. Um, see, we started talking
0: on. about the government, and your phone rang. Yeah, and the that's, government
1: came back. How do I get you back? Hold on a sec. Oh Holy man, I shit. need to turn my phone off.
0: You're, you're still there. I still got you. We can all still. Oh, see you, you.
1: Oh, you can still see me. Okay, perfect. I'll figure out why yeah. I can't see you. See, we're but, all um, still seeing you. Yeah, man, the government called and, and I'm, I'm screwed. But yeah, you, you look back in history and you say, man, it would really suck to live in that time, you know, because, man, you had horses and there was, you know, cholera and all this horrible stuff. And I think people are going to look back at our time and they're going to say, wow, can you imagine that you, you had to live in that time when everybody created so much data and no one had the ability to handle any of the data? And so you ended up with big corporations filtering the data for you and so what like that, that sounds horrible to anybody on either side of the political spectrum and and that's what's happening and so everybody's getting some picture i don't know what it is but it's all being filtered by somebody that's not us and that's uh spider-man and so, 2099 so what, what you're i say is this? go get arrested like seriously <laughs> I'm not getting arrested like you I'm could do it doing. in a in a calm way. I mean you don't have to like, I've been you know, pulled
0: over. I've had enough uncomfortable conversations in my life with people in law <laughs> enforcement. I'm not getting arrested. I'll be damned. but
1: now we're back to how I live the way I live like i i I, I don't mind it. so I could go jump off stuff today and I can run oh. a company you know and I can you know there's really no one no one expects anything from me and yet um I still get jobs and I still have a job so.
0: Isn't that great. Well, you're a GS 15. That's bro. Like it's not you've bad. only got one more step. And then that's completely political, right there. Your next appointment. And then yeah. you're I had an aunt who uh was a GS 15 in social security. And she used to just say, uh, they would offer because what's the next one, the next level called? It's um S E S for us, senior that's executive it, SES. Service. And she's like, they used to offer her SES stuff all the time, and she's like, No. And they're like, well, well why you're going to make this, that, and the other? She, goes, Anthony, S-E-S Anthony, is...
1: don't get, don't get arrested. And Anth- like, yeah. I, I love Anthony. I mentor him. Don't, don't get arrested. Like, yeah, don't get, don't do it, Anthony. And you got a cool do last that. name, Pacheco. I knew a Pacheco. Yeah, he's he's in law school and he's rocking it. He doesn't need to get arrested. Yeah, don't do man. that.
0: Right. But but she used to always say like they would offer SES positions and she'd be like, no, SES is call me to yep. know what they're supposed to be doing. She goes, why would I want to do that? And then basically I heard a, I heard by. a Navy
1: captain tell me once that that all the admirals were the guys he beat up in high school. And I was like, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, I've never beat up anybody, but that's kind of funny. Like, you know, at some point you just start, you know, you mm-hmm. know, a much more rude way of saying this, but yeah, you just start oh. playing by the rules.
0: It's absolutely the truth. When you start realizing you're like, huh, so so we're into this, you you're. You're, you're highly analytical. There is no doubt about it. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're able to crunch the numbers, figuring out behavioral analysis mm-hmm. at that level to figure out to assist police departments, doing those kind of things, you know, it makes sense in my mind that the wild child stuff, cause I used to tell people all the time, i recruited for the Marine Corps for 12 years that, mm-hmm. you know, people, when I first started on recruiting, they'd be like, the army is your biggest competition. These kids are going to, and I used to tell people after about six months, I was like, Army has no competition with me when it comes to recruiting. Neither does the yeah. Navy. The kid who wants to join the Army and the Navy is not coming in my office. He may walk in once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. The kid who's walking into my office is also the kid that's walking into the Air Force's office. Yeah. And people would say, well, that's not – that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Because in people's minds, from a physical standpoint, physical challenging <laughs> standpoint, standards – you're going to go join the Marine Corps boot camps, 13 weeks long. It's the
1: same reason why if I, if you heard I was a base jumper, you'd automatically say I was not going to college. And I was it's, right. It's the same exactly, step. but exactly. the one thing the army does so well is they take their best leaders and they put them in training positions, right? So, really? so, Oh God. Yeah. So you take the head of trade you take the head of the national training centers. They make at least three star, you know, trade will trade makes four star, but, but, but the, They make at least three stars, right? So General Cone that I used to work under as a one-star made four, and he's at National Training Center. You will find nobody in the Navy that's in the training environment that's going to make a four-star.
0: I would agree with that. It's crazy. that guy needs to be – but that guy needs to be working.
1: He needs to be out like working, right? But the right. army is like, oh, no, we'll put him training. But, but but I don't know, industry, like like my company, you'd put the smartest person on training. You know, you like you put them, you know, I'm on recruiting, right? So I, I love recruiting. So I, I go out there and I, I tell people like, hey, you know, if you could pass me, you could get past recruiting. And I'm not going to ask you standard questions. Like, you know, how you define time is something I ask all the time. And someone tells me it's really? second and I'm like, well, that's really crappy. I was like, is it the same second for someone that's uh, giving birth? Or is it the same second for someone jumping off a building? Or that's is it the same? You know, and it's like. See, I do. Recruiting like if I, if I ask you a question, just try to think big and don't think like the sheep because it's not what I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> see, <laughs> I'll tell you, because we're making left turns right now, folks. We're we're in the left. We're in the left we'll lane. Keep we're making coming left
1: back. Turns. We'll keep coming uh, back.
0: See, no, I do staffing. I do recruiting all day long. And I always the question that always messes people, I always ask people, what are your needs out of your employer? What are your goals in your next position? Number one that always you know what really messes them up though? What do you desire out of your next employer? And I always tell them, I'm like, desires could be anything from I want a you job where that- they have beanbag chairs in the break room or they're gonna send me to seminars to get better. What if <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I talk to people and they go, Well, I've never thought about that.
1: Yep, because sure? that gets well, that gets to grit. That gets to what they're right. willing to work hard for.
0: Well, look, you that's know, the, anybody who listens to this, and I meant to say this towards the beginning, and I'll say it right now: we just had our biggest download week for the above the bar, the above the bar podcast. We had a sixty-three download day, and over one hundred and thirty-five downloads this week. In the podcast world, in, in the day-to-day, you might say that's that's nothing. In the podcast world, that's huge. We talked about it last week that. Uh, Spotify said there was 1.2 million, uh, podcasts and can't remember if it's 2020 or 2021, um, of those in the last 90 days, uh, there was only 30% of that that was still active and most podcasts don't go past 10 episodes. This is episode 95 or 96. Yes. So we're, we're doing this thing, but I, I bring this up because you're talking about that question. I love that question. How do you define time? Uh, mm-hmm. I ask people, what do you desire out of your employer? Because no <laughs> one ever quits it. You have never quit a job a day in your life. I tell this to people all day long. You have never quit a job. You have left employers and bosses, and you've left cultures. Uh, but you have dude, never, you're so quit it.
1: You've never quit a job. my favorite, favorite, favorite talk. So, like, one I, of the I, things that – I know, talk culture I all the time yeah, one of the things I can talk about because it closed down, but, but, um, you know, I was doing this, uh, you know, predictive analysis stuff. And then I ended up getting a, a call, you know, to go interview for a job. And it was for what was called the strategic studies group. It's like the Navy's highest think tank, you know, they helped plan the war in the Pacific in world war two. And, yeah. um, so I, I went over there and interviewed and at the time I had, um, I had, um, you know, something bad on my record from base jumping. And so they were kind of <laughs> embarrassed to bring me in. And, um, I ended up getting a gig, so so I worked for I worked for two years for a think tank, and uh, one of the years we worked on um, culture type issues where we were trying to revolutionize the Navy personnel system, right? And we had we had um, uh, senior leaders from all five services. Now there's six, but there's five then. And space uh, force. Space force. But if uh, they'll bring me uh, back, I will
0: come back to space force and be a recruiter for you. If you call I, me like force.
1: if they'll let someone 41 years old, I'll come into the space force. That sounds awesome. But yeah, we handled Navy person revolutionizing that. And then we handled, uh, exhibitionary operations in the year 2030. So it was like, it culture came up so much because oh, it's yeah. like, it's so important. So when you have a culture that's allowing, you know, pulling people to 20 years in retirement, and this is going to be one hell of a rabbit hole. So don't go down this. I, I but, retired after 20 years. And then you, you know, it's going to go away. I can almost promise this, this 20 year retirement and all services is going to go away. And then the culture is going to be absolutely rattled, right? Oh, absolutely. Because like you, it, right now you bonus people and you just promise them that when they get 20, they can retire and they could double right. dip or they can just leave, you know, and, and, and that's not happening. And then on top of that, you throw in E2s and E3s that are in the, under the poverty line, Right. you know, and they're not allowed to use WIC and not allowed to use these other issues. Yes. The, the military in general is in big, disheveled state right now.
0: But this is it's going
1: it. to take labor. No, it's going to take leadership. But, and I'm not the one that's doing
0: that. I, I, I can promise you right now. And we'll, we can definitely get into this rabbit hole for a moment. Um, there is and I've said this for years and I'm going to give this to you because you're one of the few people that could probably put it in the hands of somebody and go, ain't this some shit? Every young service member suffers from separation anxiety. Yeah. Every single one of them. And I used to tell people, and they'd be like, you're crazy. I'm like, listen to me. Mm -mm. You take anyone between the ages of, I was 17 when I went to boot camp. You take people between the ages of 17 to 22, average age. You send them to boot camp. They have spent their entire lives being told that they're special, that they're loved, that someone gives a shit about them. Any of those things here here's a here's an old Marine for you right there. Uh one of my closest friends, Ray. Love you, brother. Um yep. uh, Ray's got a hell of a you're story, s- I'll tell you.
1: You're so right.
0: Um, uh, so they spend their entire lives being told they're loved and they're special. You then send them to some form of, of boot camp, whether it be Marine Corps for 13 weeks or uh Air Force for like six hours in a margarita or whatever. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what they do. Um, and you send them off to these places. But the entire time, they're told, you ain't shit, you yep. suck, your family sucks, no one loves you. If a letter is an hour late, a day behind, you question, you know, your worth. And then they come home, and the first thing that happens when they get home is some girl tells them, they or a guy now, because it's much more acceptable, <laughs> tells them, I love you, I miss yep. you, you're special again.
1: So yep. what and are they, they going to
0: do? They cling. I need you to now marry me because I can yep. bring you to this place where yep. everyone still tells me I suck, I ain't shit.
1: And I'm a behavior guy. You're you're nailing it, and I and, I have I have more heart for the the military than anything else. I mean, autism is very close to it, but right. I mean, We're going to get into that. Level. I don't
0: mean to. It's I don't that, mean to push that to it's the side. That level
1: of whatever, like like I adore the military, and you know I am not a. I've never in my life been a hoity toity, whatever my job is, you know, I'll sit there and go into the enlisted, you know, bars and hang out with everybody and hear their stories and try to understand why they're in and, you know, where's their family. And it's, it's crazy, but we still have the world's greatest free army, free military, you know, people that, that volunteer. And if we lose that, Hey, things get rough, like really rough. Would you like to hear an unpopular statement? Yes, I love it. Yes, anything that's not across give,
0: following the sheep. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an unpopular statement. You are currently seeing the greatest generation ever, bar not. Okay, and here's why. No, I take nothing against my grandfather's generation. They fought I'm an the optimist. Great War. They fought the Great War and all those things, but never in recorded and unrecorded human history have you ever had. A all volunteer military service, knowingly going to war for most of these guys, the ones that have started to retire. You talked about 20 years starting this year. Starting in March, you have or uh, nine, Yeah. Starting in in March. No, I'll take it back. September, you will have guys that have known nothing. But that's right. War. That's right. Never in recorded human history. So when people say, you know, the kids today, they ain't shit, they're this, that, and the other, I always say, stop. There's still that 1% of 1%
1: that
0: go off and still serve every day. Yes, they're going to complain. Yes, they're going to bitch. But understand, find me another place. My 18-year-old son can't get a fucking car loan. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: but when I was in the Marine Corps yep. at 18 you could you
1: could run a you could run a city in Iraq right as a mayor yeah.
0: like somebody might turn around and be
1: like hey <laughs> Lance Corporal you could be on the Go provincial t- reconstruction team and handing out millions of dollars to somebody. Right. But hey, Le- I, I okay. So let me let me tell you one story, and then I do want to get off this because I think yeah, we'll get uh, off this. I, I think I'm we struck. got good Cause stuff. Because this is a soapbox, I can stay on for all. day. I know you and I need to meet in real life and 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 sit down and talk about this for six hours because it, I, I'm so passionate about this. I met I'm a mom a up show. here in Crestline that owns the local bar, who is fearful that her son was the one that fired the missile. That took out the truck or the van full of innocent people recently, right? Out in Afghanistan on our withdrawal. Okay. These guys that are eighteen to twenty-one that are flying our drones in the Air Force, right, are absolutely on the nose dealing with PTSD issues. On the that's nose a weird thing for me dealing I'm sorry, with everything, everything that you're talking about because they're they're in vegas they're in riverside they're in these places going to regular mm-hmm. bars at night and they have done crazy shit at day right which i'm not in this world so i don't know what i'm talking about right. but but it's like but you read about it about in the news you know so we are doing worse things read ender's game like i want Love everybody to read ender's game because that's i'm giving a talk book. about it in a couple of weeks for the navy but this idea that you oh, get really? someone to do something that is not They don't think they're doing what they're doing, but they end up doing it. And at the end, you tell them, hey, you destroyed an entire planet, which by the way had billions of species on it. And then not only that, but you killed half of our planet. But we're really excited because you won the war. You won the war. It's the best thing that's ever happened to us. And then that kid's like, oh, oh, God. Right. Oh, I don't know what to do. Do you know that's
0: on the commandant's reading list? Of course it's on the that's on the commandants reading list and so is um uh, what's the other one about the bugs <laughs> um the giant bugs
1: no not in that series uh oh, I don't that, know. you're
0: talking about xenophobe and then you also have yep. speaker of the dead i've read all that shit good, i've read um, all of them uh what's the other one though the, there's a movie about it about the giant <laughs> bugs it's got neil patrick Harris in it
1: oh um yeah. um, um space Uh, troopers starship starship
0: troopers starship troopers troopers is also on another good yeah super good Uh, and that one will throw people off because that's actually a very big political book oh that's a politics book
1: one you could read any of those books and just and then what you need to do is read it as a parallel to what you're trying to solve problem wise and 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 then if you read it that way it reads as a perspective it doesn't read Mm -hmm. as a a truth right so you could read a book as a truth you could read it as a perspective and uh, yeah, they, I they always miss is. it on that
0: one. Oh, that one they miss. And the only thing they miss in that movie is they just don't give enough love to the fact that you're not a citizen unless you were in the military, and it's what that means – And and that's what that means to that world is it's not volunteer. Yeah, you, to be a, to be a, a a citizen, you have to join the military. And they miss that in the movie. That's the one big thing. Yeah. So let's let's shift gears because I'm telling you right now, Taylor, you and I sit here anywhere. Yeah, this this is like this is my wheelhouse. (laughs) There's a GS somewhere out there for me where they're like, they just need to hire me. I'll go find the people (laughs) that think like I do. We'll put them in the think tanks. We'll we'll get them all going. Some someday you'll hide me in a bunker somewhere because I know where everyone is.
1: The only uh, hope that we had for a little while was I was in that think tank, so you know we at least uh, have somebody that was like at least trying to do good. Because uh, so, it's because I've had these conversations so many times. It, it Well, it is. You know what? It,
0: it was frustrating as as a leader when yeah. when you would watch young Marines and they'd be like, "I have to go away this weekend. What are you doing? I'm going to get married to who? Yeah, because well, I need
1: that. I well, need that."
0: Well, well I'm gonna be able to move off base. I'm gonna be able to get extra money. Um, well who are you and marrying? None
1: of the and none of the welfare programs. So as soon as right. you realize Because they a bad always idea, tell you.
0: Mm-hmm. I married staff. Married you married, sergeant the, you married the Waffle
1: kids. House, you know, waitress and you realize yes. you are way under the poverty line for the house that you're living in. Married
0: staff sergeant, three kids could barely make make a mortgage payment. Um, and what was crazy is when I was on recruiting duty, I was doing great because I got extra money, got yep. off recruiting duty, went back to uh, Lejeune, could barely make mortgage payments. Oh, I love Lejeune,
1: except for the traffic getting in.
0: It's uh, great. Well, place. they've changed all that. I don't know when the last time you were it's there. It's still bad. I, <laughs> is it, so my stepmother still lives there. I will. Here's a crazy one for you. I will. Res, when I retire, yeah, It'll go out to there. Jacksonville, North Carolina. And that's where I'll die at. Is Jacksonville. Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, I, I love no it out there. there.
1: I do. It's, it's wonderful. Thank
0: you. I, I, to, I honestly do. I try to explain this to young Marines. They're like, Jacksonville sucks. I'm like, hold on. What? You're 45 minutes from Wilmington. You're two hours from Raleigh, two hours from Myrtle Beach. You're on the on the coast. You have people that pay stupid amount of money to go to Surf City and Top Sail yep. to vacation, and you get to live there. And they're like,
1: what? I'm like – It's because they're being told to be there. As soon as you're you. told to do something, you're, you're like – you're against it. But Absolutely. if you all of a sudden just got rid of that. You you're uh-huh. super good.
0: Let's get into Burble because you and I are we're, we're, we keep making left <laughs> turns. Let's get into Burble. So so let me. I'm going to explain Burble the way I understand it. <laughs> right, I I want to tell you if 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 I'm if I'm getting it. This
1: right. This naked so, base jumping predictive analysis. Burble stands for base analysis,
0: So yeah, burble stands I'm for said. base jumping under <laughs> regular blackout <laughs> legal education. <laughs> yep.
1: Counter results. Ending or after... it could just be a company focused on autism, which makes no there sense. There you go.
0: And I think that's what's <laughs> it. And but but we talked about this beforehand, you know, and I've said this many times. The the young man, Jay, who wrote the music for my show, uh is has Asperger's. He is a music savant. You can hand you can play an instrument for Jay, let him watch you play it, hand the instrument to him, and then you're gonna be mad at yourself because the years and years of practice that you put into this in watching you Jay's better than you are. Yep. And he just came and up and with it. it. And he's just like, "Man, you suck. Yep. I'm good at this." Um and here's one amazing thing about Jay that I love is Jay actually um to work on his his social anxieties gets up on stage and sings his own songs that he makes.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: He's fucking amazing. I love the kid. That's so awesome. so so tell me about Verbal what we're looking to do with verbal and, and how we all can support it.
1: Yeah, so coming out of the think tank, I um, you know I spent all this time visiting every company, and I still talk to the Facebooks and the Googles of the world, and and uh, I realize that technology um, is is getting easier and easier to interpret. So what that means is that you're spending more less and less time applying creativity to what you're seeing. So if you see a movie, or even worse, you go into augmented reality, or even worse, you go into partial reality, um, it's getting to the point where we're all becoming that sheep, and we're all um, creativity is dying, and it's because um, it's not open ended the way it was in the '60s. Take Helter Skelter and take you know the '60s era AM radio, right? I was I was raised on that with my dad, even though it was way before my generation. I was born in '80. So, but we listened to it on every car ride and I, and I really, it clicked with me and um, and it really made something matter. So when I started this company, it was basically just to, to five years ago, it was basically to bring theater, which I saw as an open-ended creative experiment, bring theater into the kid's bedroom and do it in a way to where that kid or that parent can read a book. And the, the book is not technological. The book's a book. The book's is, you know, I, I always imagine the never ending storybook, right? So you have a book that's really that cool. Right, and then all oh, of a yeah. sudden, the environment around you makes up the details in the story, right? Or or helps you interpret the details in a way that's more magical. Um, so my company went through a lot of hiccups to get to where it is now, and um, and uh, so now what we're what we're providing is is uh, what, what we found through tons of efficacy testing and beta testing is uh, partnering with neurodevelopmental centers. I briefed the California Autism Board two years ago. I've wow. now partnered with the autism board and I'm a startup. It's crazy. But if you take a lot of lights, thousands of LEDs and you run lights with 5.1 sound, which means five big speakers four four in every corner and a, and a sub and you write it in the technology that I invented called minimally defined immersion. You do it in a way that you're never showing somebody what they should think. You're never telling somebody what they should think. Autistic kids, are unbelievably better off what do you mean um just in the last two months i've done autism story camps for 30 families of autism and um and out of those 30 kids i've had the full range full spectrum like massive 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 um another fun and when story, you say full first, range
0: and when you say full range that means from nonverbal through high function
1: it's a spectrum yes that's right so you're you're nonverbal to to you know it just as good so, you know, the first four sessions, no one showed up, even though people booked the sessions. And I was like, man, this must suck. Like, I must not be on something. And then all of a sudden, um, I had this one mom show up with a nonverbal um, autism kid that was that was mostly downs, And she said, hey, if you can help him, we'll see what happens. So I started telling him a story in a 10 by 10 by 10, you know, 1700 LED cube. Um, and he started crawling along the, um, the behind the curtain uh, where all the lights are. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm praying to God, like, please don't electrocute this, this, <laughs> this autistic kid. That's because horrible. Because it is, it is such a prototype, right? But it's in public. It's sitting at the, you know, Riverside Youth Innovation Center. And, um, and over 25 minutes, he just like slowly worked his way around, never destroyed anything, came out, eventually ran across the street, took the whole staff to go get him. Um, but the mom came back and was like, I am mind blown. She was crying. And she's like, I'm mind blown that my kid has never sat still for, for 30 seconds. And, uh, and I was like, well, I know because we're onto something. And she said, but more importantly, um, you are comfortable for me to be around. I'm always embarrassed to go out with my kid. And, uh, she says all those other people that bailed on their autism story camps bailed because they don't want to be embarrassed by taking their kid in public especially to go uh, try out a new technology. No, so that as makes soon as, sense. As soon as she went on the board and put a Facebook post on, everybody showed up for the next, like, so I was busy for every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday for weeks. And, um, every kid was different. And so I would, I would, and I'd say more than half of them showed up with full on noise canceling headphones. Oh, wow. And, uh, they would get out of the car. They would be looking at the ground. And, uh, I talk to the mom, I'd be like, Hey, what is their therapist telling them? And they are like, uh, you know, they're not allowed to see lights and sounds, you know, it, it stresses them out. And we have to work on like, you know, bringing them down and all this stuff. And I was like, well, that's what this is, but it's, it's designed to be calming and, and create attentiveness. And, uh, so I would tell, Oh God, I think the numbers, I got to remember the numbers, 92% of full spectrum autism students, autism kids, um, will sit through an hour of storytelling. Really? Now, like what is, our, well, now what is now what so an hour of your storytelling or our storytelling? Me in general? reading sto- me reading stories, and the environment making up the details. So now but, what, I'm
0: curious about the LEDs for a second. Hold, stay with me for a second. Now is this just LEDs that are just changing, or are they? So if yes. you say, "Hey, they're in a field," it looks like a field out of
1: LED nope. lights. So so yeah, you are right on what what makes this good. So if you you know, I just went to the Van Gogh immersive experience with my kid the other day. And, uh, you know, you go in something like that, there's projectors in every wall and you're in the exact environment that you're you're supposed to be in. Right. So your brain all of a sudden stops using two hemispheres to interpret. It starts using one because it sees what it's supposed to be thinking about. So it automatically starts paying attention to the audio and starts thinking about the words. So what we decided to do in theater, you don't show anybody anything or you do in a very minorly way. We do it even less. So I've invented a technology, and we've patented this, that, that I can control thousands of LEDs in a single line, and I can basically run them through walls, and I can run it off a Raspberry Pi. So I can basically, like the product that I'm selling to the autism community is going to be a, a, a full-blown tent that goes over the bed of the kid to help them fall asleep and, and stay asleep. And, um, and it's going to be in the hundreds of dollars, like, like below $500. Now, and is that's that an because,
0: issue in that community, the the falling asleep and staying asleep?
1: Yeah. Uh, average autistic kid sleeps two hours a night.
0: Oh, wow. I had no so, idea. Uh,
1: imagine the parent that's an entrepreneur. or Imagine the parent that's going to work. It, it just it compounds fast. So, yeah, what, the most magical experience I had out of these 30 kids was um, was someone pretty senior in the autism community. I uh, brought their 13-year-old, and he came in with headphones, and she said that he was – completely told not to be around flashing lights he loved the full hour and at the end of it i said i am getting a sense that you have a special power and uh i'd like to see if it's true and he says yeah so i said okay i'm gonna tell you a story i had a story it was about a 20 minute story it was for adults it cusses it kills people uh really (laughs) dark really dark really dark sounds really dark lights um um but basically i said i'm gonna walk you through the cues of it which was about 38 cues and, um, and I said, just don't say anything. I just want you in your head to make up a story. And at the end of it, I want a 15 minute story and I want to see what you come up with. So I had the a GoPro working on the top with, you know, nice sound and everything. So I ran the cues and he just, knowing he had an assignment, he was just like in it. And at the end of 15 minutes, he told me this story and I matched it up against the cues. He hit every single cue. So, so, he so I heard the- your story. He just saw the lights. Nope. And then he because he's autistic, he was very autistic, um, he kept telling the story. So like the whole time in the parking lot, his mom was crying because because she she his whole life, he was told, don't be around lights and sounds. And, and now all of a sudden, some, she saw it the same way I saw it, even before she knew that he matched every single cue. She knew wow. that he he locked in on something that was based on this. He asked to turn the volume up. He wanted to actually interpret it in a way that was loud. So I turned it max. Um, the walls were shaking. It was so loud. And then, at, and then at the end of it, he walked it through. I looked it back at the video and all 36 or whatever cues it was, he hit every single one with a story. I could wow. not do that. You could not do that. Nobody on this on this podcast listening could do that. But this autistic kid that's been told to stay away from lights and sounds can. So it's like, wow. what the hell? So, and, and that was, that's that why that was you say only think different. in looking at 30 kids. Right. So the whole point is, you know, we all need to think different. And then on top of it, we need to figure out what why we think different. And, you know, you're going to touch on this. And, you know, I have audio processing disorder, which which is holding up kids in kindergarten. And And, and literally what society does when you think different is they put you in a different class. Right. They mm-hmm. do it on the high side and the low side. Right. High side. Right. They put you in AP and they put you in gate. Low side, they put you in in SDC and and uh, and well, and well, you're you know, in you my age operate. group.
0: You're in my yeah. age group. We called them. I, I hate to say it. They were they were brainiacs and they were sped eds
1: Yeah, that's right. The, the short bus, right? The short right. bus. People yeah. go over here, right? And 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 the the brainiacs go over here. And the problem with that is all the normal quote people are the ones that are fucked. Yeah. They're the ones that that honestly will never experience anything other than what every other person experiences. Those other two groups have the opportunity to do something special, but that normal group won't give them the opportunity. And you read about this. That's right. You read about this all the time. You get the right autistic kid in the right job. This was a a, um, business review, uh, Harvard Business Review article today. So everybody can look it up. I can, I can send it to you. But, but if you get the right autistic kid in the right job, you're going to have 150% performance in that job. Well, yeah, no shit. You know, you get the right, everybody. in job. my, my dad used, my dad was special ed. So, so, you know, you get the right um, kid that's dealing with downs or, t- or dealing with those kind of things. And you get them in a company that's, you know, maybe putting a, a bolt on a screw or bolt on a, a, a washer, you know, over and over and over again. And they're coming out completely engaged. Every other person you put on that job, they're doing half the bolts to washers and they're coming out pissed off and doing drugs.
0: Right. How how are you going to lead me to do this?
1: Well, I I
0: used to I talk about this all the time. It's probably now been a couple of years since I saw it. But Silicon Valley um, has seen this years ago and started to change their process for job interviews, realizing that. Many people on the spectrum, like you, like we're saying here, think different. This is a positive, folks. If you're, it's if you so know somebody positive. in that world, they that think different. Jay thinks about music different. You know, his ability to do that. You know, Taylor he he has the the, and I know I keep messing it up. Auditory perception,
1: odd. Aud- I have to think about auditory processing disorder. Process processing, processing. T- Taylor says, Hey, he's
0: got that. I, you know, we, we don't realize
1: we've added to the list.
0: Yeah. If you really well, think I, I about think it,
1: you're, I think you're gaining this, the, the ADHD, the ADD um, medication. Um, I say it in my business plan, you know, we're raising money for Burble, And I, I say it in the business plan that when you're going to medicate, go to a doctor um, or do therapy. There may be a better way if you could figure out what you it's actually tough. need, right? But it's it, super tough. It's easier to medicate, I and I was seriously medicated for a year, and it and it's like I did nothing useful. It was like even easier to follow the sheep in front of me because I was medicated.
0: It, it's it, that's a tough one. That's a whole <coughs> nother conversation, as a parent, because I I have a son who is in. I have two sons that are in one that's in college level classes in his senior year. Another one that's been in uh, AP level classes since not AP, but he's been in advanced classes since he was in third grade. But the yep. same I deal with the one that's in that's been doing it since he was in third grade. I deal with his behavior doesn't match what they want. And I'm telling you, if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, you're going to hate me in a minute. I'm going to educate you in a second. I'm going to educate teachers for a minute. And Can I, I educate gonna- teachers? Can I educate you gotta for Pile on
1: your pile on uh, this. <laughs>
0: I don't know anyone, anyone on this planet, myself included. I guarantee you, Taylor's on this page. Those of you that that are listening, the the hundreds that will will download this, none of us like to go home and do our job at our home. Please don't be upset at my child, when you give him work to do at home after he just spent seven to eight hours at work with you, and expect them to do another two to three hours of work at at home, and when they get upset, because guess what? Guess what I just did all day. I just went to work all fucking day. Yeah. You know what I don't want to do? Math that you don't teach right anymore. Yep. I don't want to come home and have to console a child who's stressed out that he's got two to three hours worth of homework and can't understand when i'm going bro i'm sorry they gave it to you you got to finish your job it's your work you got to do it can't understand it because in my mind i'm going he's got to graduate that's what's important
1: i caught my kid the other day saying hey siri what's 397 times three and i walked out there and i said hey tessa You are on the right thing that what you should be doing, but you've got to demonstrate to me that you could do it right first. Right. And then I will absolutely let you ask Siri all the time because, because I've told, I've told this story forever. Like when at the Navy lab, when I get all the high school teachers, high school principals to come in and talk to how they can work with us, I run the robotics programs that, that they all have and, and all this stuff. And I told them, you know, the way you run math in college is designed to be cheated on is literally like as a behavioral pattern analysis is the easiest thing it's like a one it's like a one out of ten in terms of you know skill required and uh and so i I took advantage of it so i partied my ass off in college and i would not study at all the day before and then, um, you know, you got a one-page cheat sheet. So you write down the exact problems you need. And maybe you find out the problems because, you know, the TA. Or or maybe you sit next to somebody that, you know, studied. Or, you know, there's all these things you do. And, and guess who becomes the guy that's running the damn Navy's predictive analysis is because it's not the guy that followed all the rules that understands the math perfectly. We know where to put those people. But they're not the ones driving change, cultural change. They're not the ones starting new companies that are going to, you know, Hopefully, be billion-dollar companies that are going to change for the better the way that the world operates. You know, it's like we've got to we've got to teach these students to do this. Common Core was designed to be open-ended. It was based on um, on Vietnam-based era, uh, not era, uh, Vietnam math, which is which is um, Singapore math. Sorry, Singapore math. Um, Vietnam still has good math, but Singapore math was the best in the world, best in the world, right? But the, what they were doing was they're teaching people that it was story-based. And so we took that element and brought it into common core. And I met the architects when I was on the think tank and, and you end up taking this amazing capability that just says, Hey, I don't need to know the answer six, but I need to give you at least an understanding of how you'd get to it. If you knew how to do math and, and then it pushes you forward. And we took that and we said, but wait a minute, we have the teachers unions and we have no child there left behind. And there if you go. think of no child left behind, everybody's watched prices, right? Right. Prices Right has that, uh, that thing when you have to win the car, and they're like, okay, push the button. And it's like, bruh, 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 bruh. and they're like, hit the button. And they're like, nope, it's not in that number. You lose. That's no child left behind, right? So the lowest guy gets to drive the meter, not the right. highest guy, the lowest guy. So if you have 80% of the class above the highest guy, they're screwed. And so this stuff came out of what happened. And so you end up with Common Core, which should have been beautiful, ended up being so nasty and horrible. My kid is struggling with it. Right mm-hmm. now my kid's getting Ds in math. And and so I have to go to Kumon and I'm I'm paying a lot of money and I'm starting next week. And and her kid her dad's a mathematician. It just it blows right. my mind.
0: See, I, and I I'm the same way. I ah, never struggled. You got I never me on struggled. something I
1: was, Bro, I was I, Really, but passionate the, but about. this is
0: but this is this is part of the whole verbal creativity is finding ways to think different to to Thank approach you, things different. And, and I know John very well. John, John and I I I don't think he knows that I how much I know. John has a child who who deals with the these some of these issues we're talking about. Um, and John. John is one of the most, uh like, he's going to look up, and I'm going to say it again, Burble, B-U-R-B-L-E, creativity.com. Make sure you check it out. John's going to be the guy who's going to go on there, Taylor. He's going to look at every bit of it. He's probably already Googled you about a hundred times. He <laughs> knows, he knows what size socks you wear and what's, what color yes. you are, are right now. That's well, job. we all
1: wear the same size socks, surprisingly, but you
0: know, right. And that, that's another one of those things. We all fit into the same size socks. How the hell does that work? But that's
1: um, to our point, that's the sheep thing. We all have yeah, the same that's, size socks.
0: That's it. <laughs> but, but so as we're moving forward in Burble and, and trust me, I get, so again, I've got children that, are extremely intelligent boys that can that I sit down with, and they explain things to me, and they learn things off of YouTube videos, and and tell me things that I'm going. Even my four year old, I've watched my four year old sitting there watching videos about gravity or gravity, God, gravity and relativity and all kinds of sh- shit, and I'm going, why is my four year old watching videos about electrons Jesus. and neutrons? And, it's and, and he. And he loves it, but you guess where those video? Guess what accent those videos are in?
1: Australian, Indian. Oh God, yeah. You know when I talk about the powerhouse countries, India is the one of one of my three, right? You got Russia, China, India, and mm-hmm. and it's for good reason. I mean they they are rock stars in some areas. Yeah, um, just like every country, but yeah, fascinating. Um, yeah, it's good that we're studying, you know, gravity and space, and and uh, you know, I'm an engineer, and one of the things that I tell my kid is science is about changing what you think is truth today and making it not truth tomorrow, right? And um, that's a great way of that, looking at it. The whole point of it is that there's nothing we're going to discover that will stand the test of time. And me and a bunch of my mathematicians, you know, kind of debate this. You know, is it a hundred years? Is it a thousand? You know what year is it that that nothing you know in terms of, of rules and science stands the test of time, but it's hard. You know, right now we just learned that that um, gravity is not constant, right? So uh, you know they 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 spun the the it, you know the electron. I think it's electron in this case all the way around, and and you know all of a sudden it gets back Cern. to the gate. CERN, there it, you go. Cern. it gets back to the gate, and twice now they've they've uh, shown that it gets back faster, and everybody's like, what? You know what that is for all of us nerds? Jump drive. It is jump drive. But wait a sec. So if the electron's getting back
0: faster, because I just recently was – I was just recently – God, we're going to nerd out for a fucking moment. We're going to nerd out. So
1: this is how fast fast it's going, right? It's going from here to here, and all of a sudden, this does this.
0: And and for the audio side –
1: and it goes everybody. from here to here. He's got a piece of
0: paper, and he's just – we're talking about folding space at this point. We're talking about folding space. It's
1: but now, jump hold drive. On.
0: But now my whole thing is I just recently learned this, and I didn't realize <coughs> it, that the light speed as a definition – I always just considered it as light. I never considered it as this is the fastest speed that matter as in of itself can go. This is it. That's right. So, it, But what you're like saying – Electron,
1: though, proton – but they could go faster if that's they, what i'm right? about
0: to ask what you're saying is is that if it's if light speed is the fastest speed that any matter can go if these electrons went faster than what they've ever been recorded in that means they're going faster than light speed
1: that's right well no 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 because no? That, that's an interesting conversation i'd be going 60 miles an hour if i take a shortcut and get there faster than you can go in a long way right so we're still okay. going the same speed. folding
0: we're getting into folding
1: yeah, but but I could get there shorter. But then we also got to remember, you know, theory of relativity and a whole bunch of other stuff. The faster you go, and nearer speed of light, the slower time goes. So now mm-hmm. you're now you're uh, and sci-fi does this well, right? Like somebody that's going the speed of light is only 30 years old and they've been on the road for 80 years. Their okay, daughter yep. that was just born is now older than them, right? You know, and it's gotcha like fascinating. But my whole point is, science changes so you know so often that that it's really about chasing science and always being creative always being innovative coming up with the thing you want to test the scientific method that you're ready to test thank you if we all if we all start thinking the same and literally this is my worst statement right now if we all believe science is fact we are fucked like so beyond because no on. one will, nobody no, I... will ever question the the thing that is actually happening right because They won't take it to a lab and they won't see if that's possible. And, you know, my my whole master's degree on fluid mechanics was on um, dispersion modeling around buildings. Right. So you take buildings, you have a, a airflow that goes over it, the wind and all of a sudden you say, okay, it goes around the building in certain ways. Well, the government had a model that was based on dirty bomb modeling, which basically said that, hey, if a dirty bomb happened in L.A., who would we um, um, extricate first and who would we do last and who do we expect to be dead and all this stuff? And what I ended up discovering was if you have two buildings kind of turned a certain way to the flow, you end up with like these dueling vortices that, that go behind the building. This is like a big you know, computational fluid dynamics problem, but no one else had ever shown it before. And the problem with the same particle sitting in the same space for a lot of time is that other elements affect it, right? Like radiation on the asphalt, um, heat on the asphalt, you know, other things start affecting. And all of a sudden that particle that was really low to the ground is all of a sudden going up, right? So from a fluid mechanics perspective, it's not super exciting that you got swirling vortices, but from a dirty bomb model, it makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, right? it's monstrous. So, monstrous. So, pushing, so I got, I got called to out the to Los Alamos like really quick in college, like, holy crap, we need this guy to come. And we changed all the models, right? And basically the way we changed all the models is they're not good. None of them are good. So it's like, it's it's crazy. Like keep exploring. Nobody knows the answers. <laughs>
0: Let's see what Derek's got here. On this the mathematics, matter. I found when I was in school, we had to show Amen. how we came up with the answer. Didn't matter how. With my children, they have to show in a, in a specific process which I think limits. I absolutely agree with you, Derek. Like Derek, I you that it. And I've uh, here's where I've really screwed up. I try teaching my kids how I do it.
1: Yeah, well, I and, do the same thing. I'm like, and I'm like, like why don't you just you add this way? And they're and like, my kids uh, are like, I don't know how to do that. They're like that. They're like that. That's you can't do that. I'll never know how to forget my son. Everything's base team. ten today, and that is beyond stupid. Like so, so little of the world is actually in base ten. So when you when you teach all of kids how to do things by zeros tens hundreds thousands right and you teach them to do the math with the blocks and all this stuff Mm -hmm. the problem is they're going to get to college and they're not going to go base seven and and the whole way they learned falls apart
0: see and that's that's this whole. we we didn't
1: teach any future mathematicians we taught a whole bunch of like but but one last thing and I'll shut up, I promise. No, but, but, not, but the whole point of school up. is about citizenship and we all have to know this. Like, yes. uh, you know, high school, at least GED is supposed to be you're the perfect citizen or at least you're the average citizen. You're you're capable of doing your taxes. You're capable of going to work, you're capable of paying your bills. You're capable of voting. Right. You're not a dumbass when you vote. And um, the problem is, I, I don't I think we've lost that. Like we've we've never redefined the the. What a citizen that, should
0: be. <laughs> well, well, that's that's a whole thing in and of itself. Uh, I I'm a big. Ba- All right. I'll get on my political. soapbox.
1: hey, you wanted a minute, bar too. talk. You wanted yeah, a bar I'll talk. Get, I'll get this on my political soapbox.
0: Absolutely. I, I told you this is how it goes. I'll get on my political soapbox for a minute only because it's my show. I can do what the hell I want to do. <laughs> I'm not um, going political. I, I'm a big fan of a guy here in New York named Larry Sharp. Um, He's got a podcast. He's got some other stuff. But the biggest thing that he talks about is right on in line with what we're talking about. Larry was a Marine. Um, he says that er, in New York, we spend $33,000 a year on average on education. And here's my whole thing if I told you I had a $400,000 education and wasn't qualified to run a fucking friar, <laughs> what would you say to me? You would your lose education your shit. Sucks. You would lose your shit and be like, wow. So here's the thing. So Larry makes it real clear. Larry says we should turn around in the state of New York, which has this. uh, We have what the hell are they? Uh, I can't even think of the diplomas that they they have a special name for these extra special diplomas. Uh, Regent, Regent diplomas, which now they're not even doing region exams because of COVID and everything else. So him and I. He, he has this whole thing where he says, basically, we should uh, turn around and at 10th grade, kids should graduate from high school. That means they're only doing core studies, math, science, English, social studies, the yep. things you were talking about that are. Yeah, then pick something citizen- that's
1: specific to helping something.
0: It gets better. He's a genius. Here's where he's a genius. And if it should go around the world, those of you that listen to this, please share this with everyone. Share this idea with everyone. He then says everyone gets twenty thousand dollars a year <laughs> to go towards your next level of education if you want to go to college but maybe you're not ready for college yet you have twenty thousand a year for two years of prep school yep. if you're ready for college you now have twenty thousand dollars a year to go to college
1: yep.
0: if you know that you're never going to go to college but you're really into yep. the trade you
1: start your trade
0: you have 20 grand to go to a trade school. Maybe you're the kid that says, I'm just going to go to work. You can go to work, think, but that I money is there for f- five it's years. It's debatable.
1: It, that's f- at least 50% of our population. So we shouldn't force right. everybody to college, right? Right. Because you can so make now, just as wait, much Hold on. Let me, money. let me finish.
0: Taylor, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Right. So now you've got these other kids that maybe they don't want to go to college. They have five years to use this money. They've still got a high school diploma. Yep. Here's where it really gets amazing people said to him well that's stupid we don't have all these prep schools and we don't have all these trade schools no shit because (laughs) now once you do this you just created industry because now we have to build trade schools all the trade unions have to do this oh wait a sec we don't have prep schools we now have to create prep schools all these teachers now can go work for private industry and debate their own money and their own wages no longer Big can man. we have somebody who's a who's a tenured teacher who realizes you can't do shit with me. Now yep. I have to actually go do it. Holy shit. Yep. You created an entire industry. And we tried to do he wanted to do this here in New York to basically make New York into the hub of the country to where you're going to find your tradespeople. You're going to find your trades, find your trades here. And you know what people did here? They flo- they voted for the for the uh mm-hmm. for Cuomo. You know, they voted for the the guy who you know is the epitome of what the Me Too movement was trying to stop. Oh, and by the way, if y'all didn't know it, all my international viewers and listeners, um, they dropped all the charges in New York against. Oh man, everyone. So that's my I got to stand on that one for a minute. It drives me nuts. Larry Sharp's idea is is so perfect in my mind because people don't realize our education system is based on an agro system which we don't have anymore. It's based on an agro system. My children are not needed in the summer months to prepare for the winter months to pull crops. I don't need yep. my kids to plant for me in April. That's not a thing. That's not a part of my life anymore. Please.
1: It's so good. It's so, it you know, it like, drives it, me it's bonkers. Tr- it's true, though. You know, I've got a master's degree in fluid mechanics. I've got a pilot's license. I've got a whole bunch of other licenses and flying in the air. But then all of a sudden I start a business and I go from a LLC to a uh, gym. Yes.
0: <laughs> We're base jumping the sled now, folks. We're oh my base God. Jumping Jim's, the
1: sled. Jim's a base jumper and he built my uh, my uh, um, a whole bunch of stuff that's in front of me right now. So, um, yeah, you know, it, and all of a sudden I start a company and I go from an LLC to an S corp to a C corp. I have learned more than I ever would have learned in any school. I don't read business books because they are so far gone from what I'm learning. Like if I were to read a whole book and literally take the 10 hours it's gonna take, I would highlight two sentences that may minorly change what I'm doing. You get to a point where you're literally, and I honestly believe I'm gonna have a billion dollar company. It gets to the point where you're gonna have, you're gonna be the next one to write the book, but then who's gonna learn from the goddamn book? The best thing right. to do is go do it. Just do the this, you know. Just go do it. It's well, crazy. If, your ability,
0: if you're a billion dollar company,
1: I would like to be your director of stat of talent. How about we just do this every year and we start figuring out, you know, how to look? We've already solved not all the problems, things, but maybe just like inspire the world to do something. Well, fun. that's the thing. I, like, go get arrested. <laughs> that, that,
0: there's the name of our new pot There's the name of uh, Taylor's new podcast. We're gonna call it "Go Get Arrested." That podcast name alone will make him famous. Just a podcast called Go Get Arrested. And Taylor can have one every time. Entrepreneurs who have different ways of thinking, different ways of of approaching problems. Get some of those guys. Who's the one? uh, I don't know the businessman's name. I love his videos where he's like, uh, everyone wants to tell you uh, congratulations for getting pregnant. But nobody wants to ask how many times you got fucked before you got there. Like that guy, I think he's hilarious. Uh, There's the other one that keeps popping up on my IG, the uh, a good uh, a good man is not a safe man. He's somebody who has uh, he has his whatever it is under control. And I get that, you know, that goes back to in the military. We've always had the saying uh, good men, uh, good men stand ready to do bad things at night while you sleep. It's, It's along those lines. I can't remember how it goes, but. I love this. I've lost your sound, Taylor. No sound. What
1: happened? I, I just watched We Were Soldiers um, again. Oh, you movie. know, a couple days ago, and you know that first um, um, platoon commander, company commander—I'm not sure what he was—company commander. He, uh, you know, as soon as the fight takes off, he chases off some, you know, and some Vietnamese guys that were in the bushes, and he ended up losing like ninety percent of his guys, right? So, so it's like, it's this balance. You don't want to be the guy that just runs full fucking speed into the problem when you don't know what you're talking about. Um, but then again, your, your, your psyche kind of takes care of that. It says, Hey, I'm comfortable, uncomfortable, you know, should be, you, you have to have some connection to reality in order to do anything I think that is going to change the world. But, but then you have to be so disconnected from reality to change the world or to create the new science. So exactly. it's, this, it's. It's this thing that, you know, I've been, and I'll be super honest about this. I've been in therapy my whole life, but the last five, four years I've been with the same therapist and I see her every week and and it's been that way for a long time and I need it. I'd lose my shit if I wasn't in therapy, but you know, I, 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 she's convinced, helped me bring out this idea that, that I have to balance crazy with dorkiness, And and as much (laughs) as crazy and dorkiness work together and all dorky life is astronomically stupid uh, and all crazy life gets me stuck on drugs on the corner of the street, right? It's not good either. But when these two things work together, I end up doing good things for the Navy and I doing great things for verbal and I'm, I'm helping community get better and all this kind of stuff. So we all have to find this balance and figure out, you know, like what I would like to think everybody has a dichotomy of, of things that drive them. It might be family and it might be football. You know, that could be, that could be one thing, right. That's perfect. it could be wrestling and it could be family, but then you have to balance it and you got to take your inspirations and your, and, and everything that's driving you to be a wonderful human and you got to figure out, you know, all the good things should come out of the two up here somewhere. And, you know, it's taken me a long time to figure this out.
0: (laughs) Oh God, we can. If you're into therapy, that's like a whole another thing. Like <laughs> I believe. I believe in therapy addicts. I believe in therapy addicts. Do you know with what that Derek, is? Derek's got it. Oh yeah, yeah. Therapy addicts. Like, mm-hmm. and Derek, you're absolutely right. Trade school should be encouraged. Yeah, Derek's um,
1: on it with everything he's writing. So
0: one hundred percent. I, I know. I, I know people just like you that make stupid money. They're into trades.
1: I always. oh It's not me. You there? are you back yes
0: you're back all right i don't know what the hell happened there hoping you held it did you hold the fort down
1: i i I, was i talking to people
0: (laughs) i'm hoping you held the fort down i'm hoping you held the fort down probably not I'm hoping <laughs> you held the fort down the entire time. I have no idea what's going on. I ended up having to like jump to my phone because to 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 grab it. So at, as we're as we're getting this Nathan, whole thing, I'll do that. Yes, uh, crazy and dorky works. Look, look, Nathan, you suck at fantasy football. Leave <laughs> that. that shit right there. You suck at fantasy football. Maybe you maybe. <laughs> You know, God, and if hopefully I don't go to hell for this, you, Nathan, you're on the spectrum <laughs> of suck. You're Nathan, you're on the spectrum of sucking at fantasy football. <laughs> can I say that? Am I okay I to say that?
1: that? I think you Taylor can. I, sure. I feel bad for Nathan, though. I mean, that's harsh. God,
0: just so you know, I not only did I win my fantasy football league, I so
1: here's the whole thing, and
0: we're we got to get ready to put a bow on this thing.
1: You know it's funny. I don't watch. I don't watch any sports. So when no? people say, "Oh, not not at all," oh god, I, I don't you. even have TV. Really? I mean, I have a TV, but it's connected to my Xbox, and I watch Netflix and play video games. Is all okay. that we well, do.
0: What's your Netflix show?
1: Uh oh, we've watched most of them for kids stuff. Did uh, you watch Witcher? Oh my god, yeah, 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 my, yeah. I just got off. Got I just got oh, off. I'm... I mean, you can see my massive scar in my shoulder. Like I. I, uh, I just got off nine months, eight months, eight months of uh, total reconstruction of my shoulders. So, so I haven't been – you know, here's my base rig. I haven't been uh, jumping for nine months, and so I'm, uh, I'm getting back this week. So I'm just finally getting back to the things I love.
0: Nice. Nathan, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Hey, you don't even do it yourself. I beat your ass in fantasy football. You suck. Moving on. You Moving suck. on. Moving on. You suck. <laughs> uh, i love i love nathan yeah, i'm gonna have to hook you up with nathan so you can go on nathan's show also yeah hook
1: me up with Nathan. But, right. um, that's
0: perfect but um oh cobra kai like i didn't. i i watched the first two seasons of i cobra just started
1: kai. watching that i'm on one season I, in right now
0: i've watched the first yeah. two seasons and then i was kind of like okay yeah.
1: witcher um, witcher i love it is witcher right is on, amazing everything you and i've been talking about is like right witcher it's like yeah keep it like, keep it Extremely like not what you expect, but at the same yeah, time, which is kind of amazing. Love, I'm Richard. reading the books right now. I'm on the I just third, bought, I,
0: third book. I just bought my mom the books. I just bought my mom uh, the first book because she got into it. Yeah, I you read the what's... first
1: book two weeks ago, the the second book last week. I'm about a book a week.
0: So, but I love comic books and I just, I'm, I'm a big Dune fan. I love the 1984. Oh, I've Dune. Read that. If you can get through the first hundred pages of the original Dune book you're yeah. a, you're a badass reader. I suck at like I couldn't no, do it. But I you know
1: skip. it's like Atlas shrugged. Like if you want to read yes. that, you've got to you've got to start like a third of the way in cuz it's, it's like um, but what's amazing crazy. is
0: how there's a comic book series that just came out, House of Trades.
1: Yeah.
0: House House of Tradies. I would tell anyone who's watched Dune, folks, if you're still hanging with us, I love you to death we're like an hour and 36 minutes into this thing
1: in ridiculousness.
0: I, we're like on a whole nother thing. House of Atreides <laughs> reading the comic book series House of Atreides makes the new Dune movie that much better because House of Atreides spends almost the entire time they keep referencing the bull, the bull, the bull. And if you watch the original the oh. new Dune movie, they constantly have the bull head up, they show the they show the bull statue. That's but all about. They probably don't
1: connect it. They probably just. They, do it they don't.
0: They don't. That's the horrible. only thing I'll. I, that's the only thing I'll ding them on is they don't do a good job of explaining to you why this bull matters. I think they make one reference to it. If you read the book House of Atreides, you find out about Paul's father, uh, Duke Atreides, who ended up going to the planet. Um, X, uh Ix. I don't remember with how they pronounce it. Um, he goes there. He sees what happens there. Why that planet gets taken over. He also, his father is the one who is killed by the bull, and it's actually uh, his his grandmother that so sets. You don't that get shit that up. unless
1: you read. You, you know, have, you, to, read you have
0: to have read that because when you you see it and you see what the bull is, you realize like that's the bull that killed yep. Paul's grandfather.
1: Well, now you're Ooh. talking to the power of story, which is exactly oh, why so people ask me, like, why did I start an autism story company? It's because, because it's going to be, like, it's story, right? Story's so just massive, and like as soon as I get done with the autism product, I'm building a kids reading product, right? So imagine, imagine your kid comes home with their accelerated reading book that they're not reading, and then and then they come home and they go into their they're going to their room and there's a tent there, and they take their book into the tent. They don't have their phone out. They just take their book into their tent, the tent automatically lights up, they start reading from wherever they are. That tent feeds the details that goes along with the book or enhances what they're imagining that's going along with the book. And then at the end it asks them a couple questions about what they what they uh, understood about the book and then sends an email to their teacher saying they read it and they comprehended it. I love it. I'm going to have this product in late 24.
0: Well, I will tell you, my <laughs> my 12-year-old that just just went to bed has read more books in his lifetime at 12 than I've read in my whole life. See, that's amazing.
1: My kid struggles.
0: Oh, God. You know what it was? It, it was I was a read – I gave him books to read beforehand. We got to put a bow on this. We're starting okay. to lose. You. We got to put a bow on this. Uh, do not log off because you and I will talk afterwards. Okay. Um, as always, folks. Uh, for those of you that stuck around with us for the long haul here, uh, I know Taylor and I, Taylor, Taylor is on that, uh, Scott Sakura level. If I let this shit go, this could be two and a half hours down the road Never. and no one would know what happened. Uh, Nathan, I would have to look into that. I don't know if, if, uh, Hebert, if, uh, how Star Wars attaches to Dune, but I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, George Lucas read Dune Hebert's book. Oh yeah, and and kind of gleaned it from it because Hebert's book, Dune, the first hundred pages, if you've never read that thing, is nothing but a. They made a fucking encyclopedia of Dune to yep. try to help you understand what is going on in that world because it's, it's one of the so... first
1: Apple IIe books from that I had. You know, oh yeah, wow. it was a game that you could yeah. get on Apple IIe.
0: Wow. It's just so crazy. And Anthony, thank you so much for hanging with us. Um, check out Burble Creative, B-U-R-B-L-E, creativity.com. Take the time, look at it. If you know a kid who who <laughs> thinks different, you may not realize it, it. The world is different today, folks. We Those kids are our opportunities. I didn't get to say it during the, during the meat and potatoes of the show, but I want to say we now see those kids as having something different. 20, 30, 40 years ago, those kids went into the workforce. They were just the awkward kid. They were just the oh, different yeah. kid. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, And they made things happen. Now we want to label them. Now we want to know that they're different. Labels suck. Yeah, yeah. Save labels for, for the back of my, my soda so I know what the hell I'm drinking. Um, Not for people. Yeah. No. Uh, Check out verbal Creativity. It's – uh, yeah, Nathan, when you smile, your heart slows down, Nathan. It's just too much <laughs> activity for your brain all at once. Um, I, I, I can't say it enough. Make sure you're checking it out. If you're liking what you're seeing here, make sure you're going and checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, the Above the Bar podcast. Our Twitter is the only one that's different. That's at Above the Bar 4 because they just didn't want me to have the big, long – name uh i got to thank some of the people that have been around for for us uh from the long haul the guys over at uh got am trying to get my box open here <laughs> get my box open uh <laughs> trying to get over here to uh punk as a doornail sent us some amazing amazing stuff i we're going to be putting out there's a uh punk as a doornail uh if you drumstick on the drumstick signed by johnny I've got uh, unopened vinyl records, dude. If you, th- these are your people. The guy turned yeah. a skateboard into a guitar.
1: That's awesome. It, yeah, the, the m- skateboarding braille guys. I love. I talk to them all the time. Oh,
0: the, yeah. The, like, hey,
1: just so you know, my friend, my best friend Adam just told me that I was broadcasting the whole time you were turned off. So I apologize accent. for anything that happened in that period of time.
0: So, well, during that period of time, thank you because you saved. Our life. <laughs> You saved my ass. I don't know what the hell happened there, but um, it, it saved me, and that's all that matters. So make sure you're checking us out. Uh, for those of you that are watching our live, make sure you go on to whatever platform you listen to, to podcasts on, whether it be Apple, Spotify, whatever it is. Make sure you, you, you start following. Make sure you start subscribing. That's the only way this message gets out. That's how Taylor's message gets out. That's how my message gets out. Remember, this show is about who people are, what they do, and what makes them great. Now, Taylor, as I said, you're not allowed to log off. We got to talk for a couple of moments after got the show. Uh, but as I do with all my guests, you get the last word.
1: What is it? I really enjoyed this. This was a good time. Anybody that um, creates spontaneous thought, that's not afraid to take left hand, left hand, left hand, left hand turn and end up right at the same spot they started. That is, that is how we have to all start understanding meetings should go. And the more that we create, you know, just creative thought and, and propagate it into this world, the better. Go get arrested.
0: <laughs> oh, Alrighty, I think it's the fucking first. All righty, folks. Be sure to put your stool in.
1: This has been an Earplug podcast presentation found on earplugpodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.